Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> Kia ora everybody. I'm Jordan, host of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories, and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care, and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. In today's episode, I'll be speaking with Libby Boxall. Libby takes us through the birth story of her daughter Maxwell and this is a particularly interesting episode because Libby actually gave birth in South Africa. So Libby is from New Zealand and a lot of you will probably know her formally as Libby Matthews and they have some really great businesses in New Zealand. So her episode is a different one, um, completely different healthcare system to New Zealand and she takes us through all of that. So I hope you enjoy. Hi, Libby. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. No worries. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about you and your family for those who might not know? Yeah. So my name's Libby and I'm from Auckland, New Zealand. I'm currently living in Minnesota in America um, and I've been here for almost two years and I have a two-year-old daughter called Max. Awesome. Oh, I bet it's cold in Minnesota at the moment. I always see Instagram and just think, oh my God, I would die. <laughs> it is. It's freezing cold. It's actually rained, which is good because it means it's not minus. So it's not yeah, to warm yeah. up. <laughs> oh God, I hope it does soon. <laughs> um, and what was the journey like to pregnancy for you guys? Were you planning to get pregnant or did it just happen? So we weren't planning at all. Um, so my husband or partner at the time was, he was actually working in Johannesburg in South Africa. So I was, we were doing long distance and I would go over and stay with him for about a month and then go back to New Zealand for two months because I was working there. Um, and while I was there, I got pregnant. So it was definitely not the plan. Um, yeah. And I ended up moving. I had my daughter in South Africa. So I moved back. I moved there when I was 30 weeks pregnant. Yeah. Awesome. And how did you find out that you were pregnant? Did you miss a period or you had some symptoms? Okay. So I would go to the gym, like work out most days, go for a run or, you know, do something. And one day I went to the gym and I just felt I couldn't do anything. I was weak. I felt nauseous. And I was like, okay, something is not right. I was like, what? Maybe I'm pregnant. I feel, I just mm-hmm. felt different. And yeah. then I got home and I was sick. Um, and I was like, okay, either this is food poisoning or I'm pregnant. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I had to actually fly. I was flying back to New Zealand a couple of days later. So we went to Cape Town for the weekend and I was like, okay, I need, I need to take a pregnancy test because I need to find out if I'm pregnant now. Yeah. Um, and just before I left to, to the airport, I took a pregnancy test and I was pregnant. So yeah, 
that's how I found out. (laughs) Awesome. And did you, at that stage, I guess you probably hadn't thought too much into it, but did you think that you wanted to give birth where your partner was, or did you think you might want to give birth in New Zealand or it took you a while to figure that out? Um, I think I wanted to have my baby in New Zealand just because, you know, all my friends and family are there and New Zealand's got like amazing healthcare. So yeah, I was, I always thought I would have my baby in New Zealand, but, um, I, we ended up deciding to have the baby in South Africa just because again, my husband's there for work and I was like, if anything goes wrong, at least I'm yeah. with him. So yeah, that's yeah. why I had her there. Yeah. Awesome. And what was the rest of your pregnancy experience like? Did you have many um, symptoms? How were you feeling emotionally? Uh, Honestly, I found it, I found it pretty hard. I had really bad morning sickness up until about 22 weeks. I was throwing up most days. Um, And I think that just got me down emotionally I just you know yeah. when, you're, when you're throwing up every day it's like a bad hangover every day <laughs> um it's hard to kind of feel excited and and happy so I think it wasn't until like my last trimester I ended up really enjoying pregnancy I think because I was also I moved to South Africa so I felt a lot more relaxed um yeah I had like my midwife and my doctor sorted so um, yeah, I definitely felt a lot more prepared for, um, to give birth. Yeah. Awesome. And did you go to any antenatal classes or anything like that before you left New Zealand or do they have things like that in South Africa? Yeah. So we went to, uh, antenatal class, I think for about, it was like one class a week for eight weeks. Um, yeah. and it was good, but I think, um, it definitely, like it helped me with um, going, like dealing with contractions and like breathing techniques, which which was awesome. Yeah, yeah, cool. And did you have a birth plan in mind, like a way that you hoped that your birth would go, or you just wanted to go into it completely open minded and let whatever happened happen? Um, I did have a birth plan, which went straight out the window. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have you know a natural delivery. Um, I have a water birth. I won't need any pain um, medication. Like it will be fine. Um, And yeah, it ended up being basically like the complete opposite to that. So yeah, my birth plan didn't go to plan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And is it um, like a public hospital system over there or is it private? I know that in New Zealand, you know, you don't really have the option of private hospitals, but in Australia you do. What's, what's it like in South Africa? Um, so I was going private, but in, um, in South Africa, they've got the highest, the second highest C-section rate after Brazil in the private sector. So like every, like a lot of women there have um, C-section. So I'd always find out if I was at a cafe, women would be like, Oh, so what date have you booked your C-section in for? Like it's Uh, very normal, but in New Zealand, it's, Quite, like it's the opposite, I find. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's interesting. And did you end up going into labor naturally or did you need to be induced? So I did go into labor naturally. Um, when I was 37 weeks, I, that's, I thought I was going to have the baby then. Um, so I had spotting and I started having contractions, but 
nothing happened. Um, and I had like quite a few friends that were due around the same time as me and they all had their babies at 37 weeks. And I was like, I'm going to be yeah. next. <laughs> She's going to come soon. Um, and I didn't actually end up having her until just before 42, I was 42 weeks. So I was about to get induced like two days after. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, I was happy to not get induced, but I did try everything <laughs> yeah. to have her. I had um, two stretch and sweeps. I had acupuncture. You know, I had raspberry tea. I was bouncing on yeah. the school. I did everything I can. She still didn't come. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah she's stubborn. <laughs> yes, yes. When I – so when I was 41 weeks, five days, I – spoke to my midwife. I was like, I just need to have the baby. Like I'm just so over being pregnant. And it was, it was like the middle of summer in Africa. So it just wasn't a good time. Um, so she said, come in we'll do another stretch and sweep and try to get things moving around. And then I went and got acupuncture that afternoon and I went into labor, um, at around midnight. And then, uh, at about 12 PM the next day, I went into the birth um, the birthing clinic that I booked into. So it was, it's for women that want to have like a natural delivery. Um, and I, yeah, I was having contractions about every five minutes and then it got to about 7 PM and I, my contractions were probably every two minutes and I was only dilated about two centimeters. So it was almost 20 hours in labor and I just, wasn't dilating at all. Um, and because the birthing clinic, there was no one there that could um, give an epidural. So it just wasn't a great time. Um, and yeah. then my midwife said that I needed to have an emergency C-section because the baby um, was really stressed and her heart rate was dropping. So it was actually New Year's Eve and we needed to find a hospital that had um, room for a baby in their NICU. Mm. So that was actually, it was actually hard. There wasn't many hospitals that had space. And then we finally yeah. found one and then we just needed to wait um, to get like doctors in that could actually do the C-section. So we were waiting and waiting, which was pretty scary because I was just like, what is going on? Is my baby yeah, going to yeah. die? Um, and so anyway, we found a hospital and in South Africa, when you call an ambulance, they sometimes don't turn up. So we had to <laughs> get in the car and um, rush the hospital. So I had all these drips in my arms and I was just had to carry them <laughs> with me. Anyway, yeah. got, got to the hospital and um, yeah, within, you know, 10 minutes, they gave me the epidural and they um, performed the C-section. Yeah. And I guess that's that's not what you had sort of hoped for. But did you have in the back of your mind that you may need that, knowing that it's such a high rate in South Africa, or it was a complete shock and you were sort of really taken back by it? Um, it was definitely a complete shock. I, yeah, I just I didn't even know like how C sections were performed. I just had no knowledge of them, and yeah. my whole pregnancy, I was like, I'm just going to have a natural birth. It's going to be fine. Like I won't <laughs> I won't need any painkillers. Um, so I like I definitely wish I prepared myself better um, yeah. and actually done some research into C-sections. But yeah, I'm just, I'm so lucky to have had, I had an amazing midwife, an amazing doctor yeah. that could deliver um, my baby 
safely. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And she was healthy when she was born. Yes, she was. They thought that um, she might have some issues, but she was just. Yeah, she was fine. I think she was just angry. She did not want to come out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And did you know you were having a girl? I forgot to ask. No, I didn't. Uh, We kept it a surprise the whole pregnancy. Amazing. I thought I was having a boy. Everyone's like, you're having a boy. And then in the the scan, it kind of looked like there could be a penis. So I was like, it's a boy. And we chose a boy's name. We got everything in blue. Um, all her clothes, like all her clothes in her hospital bag were blue (laughs) and then it was a girl. So yeah, it was a, it was a shock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I bet. And did she, um, latch on in the hospital? Were you planning to try and breastfeed? Yes. So she latched on instantly and it was, I found breastfeeding to be pretty good. Um, I was lucky. So she did really well. Um, and I had a really good milk supply, which was awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And what about your recovery from your C-section? How long did you have to spend in hospital? So I think we spent three nights there and, um, I was on like quite strong pain medication for two weeks. And then after that I came off and it was fine. Like I still had a lot of pain, but Um, it was pretty manageable and I found the recovery, it was, it was okay. I mean, obviously there's some things that you can't do, like you can't drive, um, and like getting in and out of bed is quite hard and, you know, um, putting the baby down can be quite hard, but, um, you know, after six weeks I was almost like fully recovered, which was great. Yeah. Awesome. And did you think that there was anything that helped you in that recovery that you would recommend to others or you just think it's a, it's a sort of natural thing that everybody just does their own? I think just taking taking it slowly and definitely asking for help. I think yeah. like a lot of mums, they don't want to ask for help and I was exactly the same. I felt almost guilty, you know, asking for help. Um, yeah. But I think it's just so important that you know, we do ask for help and ask our partners to, you know, help with the baby more. Or we actually ended up getting um, a nanny two days a week because my partner was always away. Yeah. So that was definitely a help. Even just having someone like sit with me and for me to talk to. Um, yeah. yeah. That was great. Yeah. Awesome. And how did you find adjusting to life as a new mum when you took Max home? I loved being a mum, but I had very bad, um, I got the baby blues quite bad and then I ended up having um, quite bad postpartum depression. So I definitely wasn't um, equipped for that. Again, I didn't even really know what that was. Yeah. 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 And did your midwife pick that up or you um, saw a doctor or how did you sort of get help for that? So I remember my midwife actually came and did a check at my house and, she asked if I felt, you know, sad. And I was like, I'm fine. I feel fine. Um, when I, I definitely wasn't. And I think it took me, so I had the baby blues for about a week. And then I, at eight months, I was diagnosed with postpartum depression. Um, and that's, we moved to America when at about seven months postpartum, when I was seven months postpartum. And, I didn't even, I had no idea what it was. Um, yeah. 
no one, I didn't know anyone that had had it and I hadn't read anything about it. So it was definitely, um, I just didn't know what was wrong with me. I was like, it must be my hormones. It's probably because yeah. I'm just not getting enough sleep. Like maybe I'm not eating right. Um, and for months and months, I, I was like, no, it'll be fine. Like next week I'll feel better. Like maybe I just need to exercise more. Um, and then I ended up like begging my husband. I was like, please, like you need to book me in to see a doctor. Like just something is not right. Um, yeah. And I went and saw a doctor and straight away he like knew. He was like, you've got postpartum depression, um, postpartum anxiety. And yeah, after that, I felt like a huge weight was just lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. I was like, finally, like I know what's wrong with me. Like I yeah. can get help. Um so yeah. 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 I think that's, um, probably really common. And I think I've talked to a lot, a lot of mums that have been in a similar situation and just had no idea what to sort of look out for and what to do if they were feeling a certain way. So I think you're definitely not alone in that experience. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think, um, also mums just don't want to reach out. I feel like everyone kind of has this idea that mums should have everything together and, you know, they've got a new baby, so they should be happy all the time when really it's such a challenging time in our life and, you know, all our hormones and breastfeeding and not getting enough sleep is just definitely takes um, its toll uh, emotionally. Yeah, 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 for sure. And do you think that you want to give Max a sibling at some stage or you're happy with one? <laughs> we definitely do. Um, I think, I think definitely like postpartum depression, like now I feel a hundred percent, I feel great, but that definitely put me off yeah. um, having a second one. I, like even now I'm like, what if I get it again? Yeah, um, yeah. But I think now I know if I have another one, I'll know the signs to look out for. But yeah, I think maybe end of this year we might start trying. But I definitely, yeah, we definitely want to have another one in the next two years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Very cool. And did you have anything else that you wanted to share in terms of your birth story or your journey after birth? No, I think just like mums should definitely you know, if they're not feeling great, like with postpartum depression, if they've got baby blues to definitely talk to someone about it. Um, I just know so many mums who have had it, um, or who have it and they don't, they kind of bottle everything up inside because they don't want to speak about it. I think, you know, speak to your partner about it, speak to, you know, um, someone in your family, go see a doctor or a therapist because it will just change everything once once you can actually start doing something about it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Libby. I really appreciate it. And I think everyone will enjoy your episode. So thank you. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback. So either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at Kiwi Birth Tales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.